0: Hello, this is Kaizy and I'm Doug. And from the front to the back, we're in the black top. What's up, Doug? What's going on, my mm-hmm. long lost friend? I Good miss much. you, man. You doing okay? I Miss you too, man. Can't to see you in person. Doing all right. When all this is over someday, we can actually like get on a plane. Right. Man, we're gonna the high five that you and I do when we see each other for the first time it's gonna create a shockwave. The, the world the world, world, feel. Yes, so, the I world will feel. Yes, the entire world will feel the shockwave. I'll tell you what, I felt the shockwave from this incredible divisional round. Didn't Thank you? you? I, I did. You know, I don't know what's better.
1: The divisional round or the conference championship Sunday. I love conference championship Sunday, but it's only one day of football. Divisional round, you get, you know, two days of football, your whole weekends, you know, Consumed playoff football. Now it's just one day, but it's also the four best teams.
0: All I don't know is I love it. Yeah, it's, I mean, something about just four, you know, eight, sorry, four super juicy matchups, right? And, uh, God, it's just, I'm uh, sorry, eight super juicy matchups, four games, eight teams. My math. Math is not my strong suit, as you can tell. Um, but holy crap, what a weekend we just had. Um, I'd like to start, Kaizy, with Bills Ravens. I think this was the matchup, uh, these two up and coming quarterbacks that, you know, this was one that we thought would be, you know, a uh, clash of the Titans, and it really ended up going very differently than I imagined it. Uh, what was your take on that game, Hutch? Yeah, you
1: know, thinking about a pregame. It was a clash of times, and the actual game was just a clash. It, 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 j- you know, I I really I'm a I'm pro Lamar Jackson. I really want to be on his side, but he just didn't come up big
0: and unfortunately it's becoming his MO. I don't know why he he just something about their offense, they just didn't look confident. They didn't look right. Um, first drive they ran the ball well and then I don't know what happened to them but after that first drive they just looked unsure of themselves the whole rest of the night almost like they were I feel like afraid to make a mistake maybe or something about their game plan it just seems strange like I feel like they weren't really running the plays that were benefiting Lamar's talent now I will say this I noticed that And we've talked about this for our entire football lives, that the league figures you out, okay? And if they figure out that zone coverage is something you can't handle, well, guess what? You're going to be seeing zone all damn night. And if you look at how Buffalo played this game, I mean, this is Lamar Jackson, one of the most explosive offenses in football. You know, they held him to three points. But yeah, I know, you know, Justin Tucker doinked a couple of field goals, but, I mean, holding Baltimore to three points is... Is a serious defensive effort. And I noticed basically if they just laid back in zone all night. And it looked like Lamar just couldn't pick apart the zone because that's not, he's not a pocket quarterback. He's not a West Coast offense guy meant to pick apart his own. Right. And, uh,
1: you know, and that that game is on film now for everybody to see.
0: And yeah.
1: I guarantee you next year, you know, all will see his zone coverages. And it's up to him and that coaching staff to make an adjustment. They couldn't do it in game going I hope for Lamar's sake, they can do it next year. It's not really like, you know, what the Ravens got going on in Baltimore.
0: I feel like, you know, we need to to be patient with him. Like, you know, I think it was uh, Eli Manning did make the playoffs till his fourth year. Didn't even make the playoffs till his fourth full year as a starter. So, you know, let's, let, let's give Lamar the benefit of the doubt for now, I think, but it is incumbent upon him and the coaching staff to figure out how to bust the zone. And, uh, you know, somebody, it's interesting, I, I've, to quickly jump to another game, we'll get to it eventually, but there's another young quarterback that I saw him making the throws. And when you hear that, you hear that term, if you watch enough ESPN, if you listen to enough talk radio, you'll hear people talk about making the throws. And what that term means is the, the throws of the pro game. And those right. are those zone busting throws where you fit it between the safety and the cornerback in the spaces of the zone. And there's yeah,
1: a four- I mean, yeah. Not many quarterbacks can do it because, you know. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I think it takes time in the league to really figure out how to, you know, where the where the ball should go, and you know, when you're playing against the zone. Because man to man's easy, easier than you know than playing against the zone. For a lot of quarterbacks, so you know it's um it's on it's on the mar to get better on this off season, and for his coaching staff, they know the work on the shortcomings of his game because they are blaring, yeah when the, when, the spot, when the spotlights on him
0: yeah I mean ultimately, to beat the zone, you've got these timed patterns, the throws have to be timed, and there has to be a certain amount of velocity, and it's different on some of these throws. Your shorter throws are going to be more of your bullets that time right when the receiver comes out of his break and it's between the linebackers and a corner that's playing soft in his zone, right? So that's one type of throw where basically that's like a count one, two and the ball's out of your hands. You've got that type of, of zone throw. Then the other throw, it's that corner route, basically that's going to break off between the cornerback and the safety. And it's about a 25 yard throw. Usually that, the quarterbacks that succeed in, in the NFL, they can make that throw. It requires a certain amount of touch. It's not a laser throw. You've got to kind of put it up above the cornerback, but low enough to where the safety can't crash down and undercut that ball. And it's, it's a hard throw to make. It's a timing throw. It's a finesse throw. But it, yeah, really it, takes, is, it... Yeah, it really is what separates the QBs that end up playing in the league forever and going to the Pro Bowl every year.
1: Yeah, let's not forget, this is just third year. He's already won the MVP. I think that most franchises would be okay um, with where Baltimore is at. I just think there's a lot of pressure on Lamar because he's such a dynamic athlete. Yeah, you win the and MVP
0: then, and it invites a lot of attention.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: well, I still this, gonna, let's, let's, look let's, on the bright
1: let's, let's, side. Let's, let's, Sorry, go ahead. I want to talk about Buffalo, too, because um, <clears throat> they won a game I didn't think they could win. I wasn't sure they could win a fourteen to, to ten game. And they proved me wrong. You know, they, they won a, a sloppy game with when office wasn't clicking. And I think that's that proves a lot. Answers a lot of questions about this about this Buffalo team.
0: I agree. I think uh I'm I'm just amazed at how um They haven't even come close to playing their best football in the playoffs. That's the scary thing to me about Buffalo. You look at both of their playoff wins, they are sloppy, just like you said. I mean, they have not – they were clicking on all cylinders during the regular season. They were putting up 400 yards of offense every week and scoring 30 points a game. And here in the playoffs, you know, they're they're squeaking out these ugly games, and it's like – They've got at least one more incredible football game in them from an offensive standpoint. I mean, there, there's only so long you're going to hold that offense down. Um, so if I'm Buffalo, I'm sitting there like, holy shit, we haven't even played our best football, and we're in the driver's seat. We actually have a legit shot to beat KC. I mean, the odds that they put three stinker games together on the offensive side, I think, are pretty slim.
1: I I, I agree. I mean, I think that in order to win a Super Bowl. You have to be diverse in how you can win football games. Can you win a shootout? Can you win a close game with bad weather? Can you get that fourth down to run the clock out in the fourth quarter when you're up by three? You know, can you come from behind? I think Buffalo has shown they can do all those things. And they got a lot of confidence. And their confidence, you can tell, is building. I'll tell you, you win a game like that, I guess a good team when your offense is not clicking and, you know, the running game isn't working and, you know, Cole Beasley is kind of hurt. That's a game that a a team will lose more often than not. And they found a way to – you know, the defense stepped up and found a way to to win that game, and now they're moving on.
0: I was about to say to – to highlight the performance of the Buffalo defense, they deserve a cookie this week, let me tell you, man. And who's the D coordinator over there in Buffalo? Leslie Frazier. And I just want to spotlight Leslie for a moment. I mean, that is an absolutely fantastic game plan. You could tell that the D bought into it. They were flying mm. all over the field. They had that one series at the beginning of the game where Baltimore ran on them, and then they just somehow they settled back in that zone. And they handled the run in the pass as well as you possibly could against the explosive offense. So kudos to Leslie Frazier doing a great job there. Well, L dog, is it, <laughs> is
1: it, is it possible that nobody thought about running this zone against Lamar Jackson or is it that Leslie Fader just did it better than anybody else did?
0: that's a great question because i think most defensive coordinators and offensive play callers their whole mission in life is to mix it up you know, like you're always thinking well i can't run the same thing every play they'll eventually figure it out you know and that's definitely the the wisdom on offense if you get too predictable the defense starts keying in on it and eventually if you're running every play they'll start stacking the box right but on defense mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit different but i think most d coordinators are always trying to if the offense is going to be switching it up constantly, the defense is usually going to be switching it up constantly. Whereas I think, you know, Leslie probably looked at the film and saw, look, when we have man to man, this dude Hollywood Brown tends to be guys one-on-one. So how about we just take him completely out of the game and make him run through the zone? Because Lamar can't make those throws accurately yet in his career. And they must've seen something on tape. And and again, I saw zone 80% of that game.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I mean, Leslie Frazier knew, you know, how to, how to break this guy. You know, he he had, he had the cheat code for the cheat code, and Lamar Jackson um, looked very pedestrian um, on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, it was a, did. something. It was just strange. I noticed he'd be back in the pocket, and he just he just kind of seemed like a deer in the headlights. I'm not sure what. Why that is, um, I, I thought we'd see a much more confident, looser Lamar Jackson after getting that playoff win under his belt, right? And that was a great so, yeah. win against Tennessee. You got revenge. You you know, they came back. They were down twice. I mean, that was a valiant playoff win. And I still think Lamar is obviously their quarterback for the future, and he deserves to get paid. Um, but, yeah, that was some ugly football. And then, I mean, Justin Tucker, shit, he's the best kicker of the last 20 years, and he doinks two? He's not a robot, I guess. It's crazy. Like, I, I still can't believe. And the other guy, the guy from Buffalo, missed field goal. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was such a weird game in that respect. You know, going into that game, you fantasize about this, oh, it's going to be a 33-30 to 30 shootout. You're going to see these incredible pirouette catches one-handed in the end zone. And it's just going to be score, score, score. And it was just, uh, you know, they threw us a curveball in that game. But it looks like Buffalo is moving on with a chance at KC.
1: What do you think about uh, Josh Allen in that game?
0: It's a good. I mean, he looks so unruffled. That was the difference between the two young quarterbacks. You watched Lamar, and he just looked ruffled from the second quarter on. He just didn't look comfortable in the pocket. Whereas Allen just cool as a cucumber, just laying back in the pocket, taking what the defense gave him. He didn't try to do too much. Um, defense made a big play, and he basically controlled the ball didn't make any horrible turnovers and just sort of drove the bus and super cool, calm, and collected.
1: Yeah, he, uh, he played a mature game, which was something I didn't – I wasn't sure he could do yet. When I mean mature I mean that he didn't – the office didn't have it. They weren't clicking. So they weren't getting those big plays down the field. They weren't really converting in the red zone. Yeah, he making mistakes he got first downs when he needed them, and i think he played the kind of game that shows you know he's you know a, a top level one quarterback
0: yep i mean he he was hitting stefan Diggs for first downs and uh, you made a great point there like when they needed first downs he was he was finding the open man and, again, no, no major forced throws, no really bad decisions. You think about that game against the Texans. I think it was last year in the playoffs. Yes. Right, where, I mean, he looked like a chicken running around with his head cut off. He's just mm-hmm. out there playing Brett Favre football, just kind of chucking it around. He made a couple of bad mental mistakes at the end of the game that kind of cost him the game.
1: It took a really bad sack.
0: Yeah, it took a horrible um, sack, if I recall. And it was like, you know, that maturity that has happened with him this year, it's so evident. Um, with the way that he just – he looked so cool under fire in that game, and uh, I definitely do believe that KC should be a little bit worried. Yes, yes, and
1: we will, we will get to that game. Mm-hmm. One more thing on uh, Josh Allen. I think it's safe to say that he has arrived.
0: Yeah, no, he's – His
1: his potential, he has answered the question. He had a lot of questions going to college. You got that right. I think he's answered answered the critics. I think he – Has proven that this will not be the last time he's in the AFC Championship game,
0: uh, barring injury. So I think they have a really good thing going there in Buffalo. God, they sure do. Let's move on to uh, Pac Rams. What do you say, baby? What you got for me on Pac Rams? Ah,
1: you know, I always, my football philosophy tells me you always take the defense. In a high stakes game. I'm not talking week four. I'm talking in Lambeau on the road. If you're showing me that you're thinking, we got a great defense. We can, we can hold these guys down. And who would have guessed it? Their defense let them down in the biggest possible spot. And I, I was really surprised by it. I was really surprised how easy – Aaron, Rar, Aaron, Rodgers made it look. Although he does tend to do that, Aaron Rodgers, but against number one defense, I was surprised that you know the LA couldn't keep it closer than it was. What do you What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think uh, the one play that just says it all about that game is that goal line throw to Devontae Adams, where they motion him left, he gets Jalen completely. Going the other way to follow him to the left side, then he quickly reverses field, cuts back across the line before the snap, and Jalen gets caught up in the linebackers trying to follow him back over. Rodgers takes the snap, perfectly times it, fires a bullet to Devontae before Ramsey and his help can figure out the switch or whatever. And he was wide open. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was one of the greatest goal line play calls actually I've ever seen in my life, and it's against. Again, the top cornerback in the league right now that we talked about last week, that matchup was like the matchup, right? That was Dion versus Jerry Rice and uh, Devontae, man. He had himself a game. And Aaron, something about – I think there's got to be something about the way Matt LaFleur does his film study. Like that play was specifically designed to, to, to take Jalen Ramsey down. And. God, I mean, they practiced that during the week. Yeah. And the whole point of that play is to put Jalen Ramsey, to put the spotlight on him in the red zone and beat him. And you could say the game was over after that play.
1: Yeah, because yeah, you knew the Rams weren't going to be able to do much in offense.
0: Yeah, as, as good as their run game has been, the Packers actually, I mean, they got through this guy's Darius Smith, is is a Grizzly Bear. And uh, the Packers actually have a couple of pieces. They're, they're, they're not a flashy group. There's not, not any household names on that D. But they've got some guys that can actually play. They stopped the run just fine. They kept uh, that Rams offense bottled up for the most part. Robert Woods had a few catches here and there. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, Green Bay was just all over. them. they looked ready. They looked like they studied the Rams. They knew exactly how to attack them and just methodically beat the crap out of them.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, definitely a statement game for the Packers. Not that there were a lot of question marks going into that game, but you know they the Packers got embarrassed last year in San Francisco.
0: That's true. I still yeah. can't. I, well, that was the game, right, where Raheem Mostert ran for like two hundred thousand yards, and like yeah, they they yeah. threw five passes. You know, like right, right. I, I forgot about right. that. Like, that's insane that it's the same Packers team. I mean, they revamped that defense this year. And um, if you give a good quarterback a decent defense, you give these guys like Marino. You know, I feel like Marino is one of those guys. You know, he never had the type of defense that Jim Kelly had in Buffalo. He never had the type of defense that Joe Montana had in San Francisco. If you give a good quarterback a pretty decent defense. Just like back in, uh, what I think it was uh, 2011, 2012, when the Pack won their Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, that was when Clay Matthews was killing people coming off the edge, right?
1: Charles, well, Charles Woodson was a safety on That's that right. team. right, they still – Yeah, well, they had – the, I think the right, you said the right word. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be the 85 Bears. Just to be
0: decent. Yeah, like, have to make some stops. And, like, a, de- and, a defense yeah. that can actually make some stops and make a couple of plays. Uh, and I think – this might go down as like the signature Aaron Rodgers game. I mean, he he seriously looked like a master out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and I believe we talked about this earlier. It is crazy to me that he's only been in one Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, it's criminal.
1: And I think, it, yeah, but I think it's more about Mike McCarthy than it does or Aaron Rodgers. But you know, facts are facts. He's only been in one Super Bowl, yeah. and uh, we'll you know we'll we'll see how this year plays out, but. You know, and he looked really good. He looked like they were on a mission. It was, it was a business trip for Green Bay.
0: It sure was. My God. I mean, again, I, I think Coach of the Year, Matt LaFleur, he game planned for that game as well as anybody I've ever seen. And I thought that was going to be – I thought that game was going to be the Buffalo game, like an ugly, you know, 17-point – you know, I, I thought it would be like one of those games where the Pack would have to squeak out like an ugly win and they were going to really make it tough for him, but I mean, shit, that was uh, that was an offensive clinic. And if you're the the Rams, I mean, McVay was such a supernova bursting onto the scene a couple years ago, right? And you know, I still I still don't know what happened. And we talk about this all the time about the league. It's it's it happens so fast. One moment you're Sean McVay, you are the darling of the league. You got Todd Gurley playing the best football of anyone in the league. You've got Jared Goff putting up a monster season. You have the best defensive player in football. You go to the Super Bowl, and something happens with Todd Gurley's knee. I don't, I, I still – they walked out into that Super Bowl, and it was like the game was over in the first five minutes. They just didn't look ready. They didn't look um, like they had a spirit. Uh, and the Patriots didn't really even play that great of a game, but at no point was I like, oh, the Rams are going to win this game. They look, they look beat from jump Street. And
1: since that
0: night, slowly, the shine has kind of come off of Sean McVay. I feel. Um, well,
1: I, 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 don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Doug. I, I feel like he's still a top, a top tier coach. Because the, did he, the he went into Seattle and won, which never happens. True. And he's doing it with with Jared Goff, who, in my opinion, is a below average quarterback. I mean, I, look. The Texans fan, I would love that. Sean <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I'm just, I'm, yeah, just, gonna, I'm just gonna, say yeah, it. Yeah, you fucking. I'm would. just gonna
1: say it. You know, so, I mean, I, I think the shine is still bright on him. I think the future is bright for him. I think that, you know, they give Jared Goff one more year. Yeah, and if he, if he's at the quarterback, he's at the quarterback for that team. You go out, you find your quarterback, and I, I really do think Shamiev will win. Uh, Super Bowl before it's all done. All said and done, I think guys like you know, 38 years That's old. A good
0: point. He's he's like the next Don Shula slash, you know, John Gruden. Yeah. Really young yeah. start. That's true. I mean, given how many years he's going to have, 20 years in the league, I mean, he'll probably be a head. He'll probably I mean, be a head coach for 12 to 15 of those. I mean, uh, I maybe yeah. things
1: things have to go very sideways for him to lose his job
0: in uh in L.A. I think what the formula perhaps for them is actually to go the Ryan Tannehill um, to go like the Ryan Tannehill or the Phillip Rivers type of route where you, you grab an, an old veteran quarterback who's still got a, a little bit left in the tank and you take that awesome defense and you ride him out. I mean, can you imagine Phillip Rivers perhaps playing for the Rams at quarterback? Maybe they make it, you know, maybe they actually make it through that game. I mean, not to Philip Rivers is just amazing in the playoffs, but... Um, right.
1: So do, you bring in, so do you bring in a quarterback to compete with Jared Goff this offseason? I season?
0: feel like it looks like they've hit their ceiling with him, and I would consider it. So, yeah, I would, I would, I would too. I just don't know off the top of my head who that
1: guy is. Yeah,
0: you know, given I mean, that I played quarterback in the NFL and I know everything there is... <laughs> To know about playing the position uh, and I'm the greatest quarterback that ever lived. You know, look, Jared, I know you're not listening to this podcast, but if for some weird reason you do end up listening to it, believe me, like I could never play quarterback as well as you. I'm not trying to come off like like Jared is a is a shit quarterback. I'm not saying that. I think um he's he's not. He's been in a school. Yeah. He like they were the best offense in the NFL two yeah. years. With ago. with some weapons. I mean, he's put up some great numbers. Look at I mean, he turned Robert Woods into a household name. So you got to give him some credit. Yeah. I just I think um for whatever reason, he just kind of looks uninspired. He looked uninspired in the Super Bowl they were in, and obviously they had success against Seattle, but against Green Bay, I, ugh, I just didn't like the body language. It just didn't look like, you know, the field general out there. He just didn't look like it.
1: Well, I, I I think they give Jared Goff one more year, um, to prove yeah. it, to prove that he's the he's the man over there, and if not, you know. I think you had to bring in some to compete with him.
0: One other point I wanted to make about that game before we move on. Uh, I think that another difference this year for the pack is that running game, right? Um, so many years, it was like the pack just didn't, I mean, the, the litany of Packers running backs going all the way back to Amon Green. You know, they've just, they've always seemed to sort of struggle with running the football. And now they've got two really good backs, a great offensive line. And if they have to, like they can run on it. They can run on you enough to where they can then run play, play action off that and just torch you. And I think that's something too. They got a decent defense and a decent running game. And that's a dangerous combination. If you're anybody playing the Packers, because Aaron is on fire.
1: Yes. I mean, this is, you know, I think that this is, Finally, he has a team around him. Everything's in the right place where it should be. Defense, the run game, got the number one receiver. Everything's set up for him for this year to uh, bring the Lombardi trophy back home.
0: To Lombardi Field, yes. All right, let's keep it rolling. What do you say? And uh, let's roll into the Cleveland-KC matchup. Give me what you got.
1: Oh, Oh, I just... I have so much love for Cleveland. You know, just, you know, you got to root for the underdog, you know? And I see a lot of similarities with the Texans franchise and the the Cleveland franchise. You know, both had our team taken away from us. Both got a new expansion team. Both had some history um, from old franchises. Never could put it together. So to see Cleveland back in the playoffs in an important game it was if I was rooting for them vicariously through my Texas sh- Texans shade shaded lenses so to see Cleveland I don't think they lost the game but I, I think Casey beat them but to see them have chance after chance to you know to win that game in Kansas City was was tough to watch. Because I really, you know, I, lo- I like their coach. I like the young players a lot. And it was just tough, you know. You know, they had a chance. You know, they got the ball back that, off the interception after Mahomes goes out. You know, they have a chance, they get a chance to, you know, get the ball, march down the field, score a touchdown, put yourself in a NFL lore. Being the mighty Chiefs at home in the divisional round, they couldn't do it, obviously, and
0: you know they have to pack their bags and have to exit. Yeah, interviews. it's. I remember, I, I couldn't believe, and, and you know, it's one of these things where I had something to do. And I was watching part of that game, and then something came up, and I had to kind of follow it on my phone, right? And I'm kind of, you know, looking at it. I'm looking at it, and I look at my phone, and it's like I see Chad Henney's name. Right on, like the little thing that shows you know them like driving down the field, you know, a little field graphic on on ESPN. Right, I'm like, Wait, did, I'm did, like did he Wait, die? What 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 natural why, why, disaster what, occurred? And right? what world? Yeah, yeah. In what like, world? What? How in God's name is Chad Henney's name coming up on this? Do they have some sort of like weird wildcat package where he like just to fake the other team out comes in for one play and Mahomes goes yeah. out wide to receiver and like, yeah, I'm. I,
1: did you know no, he was no, their backup God, no. there until Did Boston? you? Do I mean, you know he? No, God no. Do you know he was in the, I did, I thought he had retired. Literally I had no idea 8 he was years was in the league. Ago. I thought he was. think he was selling insurance <laughs> in,
0: in,
1: in in Florida. You know, I'll look at his LinkedIn page. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just you know, you know. But let's talk about the game because this is basically two games. There's a before and after.
0: Mahomes There's like pre hitty and and, and post hitty. right, right, right. Be- before he
1: Mahomes got hurt, Cleveland was still in that game. They had they had a touchdown. They, they fumbled, you know, going in. That would have oh. made it, I believe, a three point game at that time. So C- Cleveland had some great things working. They just couldn't make the big play on either side of the ball to really get them back in the game. But I feel like even with Mahomes on the field, Cleveland was still in the game. I believe they had three drives in the first half. Yeah, they
0: they thing. hung around. And, I mean, shit, it's a tall order to go. You know, I'd love to see the 85 Bears go play Pat Mahomes in KC. I, he's still scoring points hey. on that team. I know the, the 85 Bears are the greatest defense, to me, that ever stepped onto a football field. And I still think Patrick Mahomes could score 21 on the 85 Bears. So, like, tall order if you're Cleveland. I mean, th- this is David versus Goliath. I mean, no one in their right mind would pick you to win that game, and they hung around. Give them some credit. I mean, they actually were in position to – they were still in the game in the fourth quarter. I mean, shit. In Kansas City, the Cleveland Browns were in a playoff game until the fourth quarter. And until the last five minutes they were in it. And, uh
1: yeah, they – they had a, they had they had they had many chances too, literally, to literally win that yep. game.
0: The winning, you know, they go for it, their last chance really to go to go win it. They hit a fourth and one, and they converted on their own twenty, or their I think it was on the twenty five. I mean, they were deep in their own territory with four minutes to go. I want to say, and they actually converted a fourth down. And I remember damn. seeing that, and I'm like, I'm like, oh damn, son, here we go, like. All they have to do is go down right, and get a touchdown. Right. They got four minutes, but they can run the ball. The, the playbook is wide open with four minutes left in the game. You're not, you're not really worried about clock. They're, they're only down by one touchdown. I mean, they were right there, and it's crazy. They hit that fourth down play, and then three plays where they just can't get enough, and it just, it just boom, it's over. And, and another thing, too, so I'm like, I'm looking at my phone, and I figured out that Chad Henny is actually in the game and that Mahomes is not in the game. And I'm like, holy shit, Cleveland, this is the greatest gift that the football gods have ever presented to anybody ever, right? Ever. Like, don't blow this. You've got, like, this is your best shot, the only chance that any team will ever have of taking out KC in KC, right, during this, this Andy Reid-Mahomes era, right? And I see third and 14. And right there I'm like, oh, no way Henny converts this. There's just no fucking way in hell – that Chad Henne converts this third and fourteen. Can I just start
1: can, in, in for one second? Uh, there was when Cleveland had the ball after they got that fourth down. It was they ran the ball on first down, and they got like a yard, and maybe even lost a yard. Yes. And that's what killed them. That's what killed them, you know. And and I, I'm not. I am I'm, I'm Stefanski. I do the same thing. I run the ball on first down there, and. You know, they just couldn't make the blocks, make the run. I just think that that was a play. Because if you run them, you get five yards, you get three yards in the first down, everything's easier. But second and 10 to third and 10, they just couldn't make it. And they had to punt. And then who brings us back Where to Where did he uh, go to
0: college? <laughs> University of Michigan. Just thought I'd ask. Um... I mean, I didn't I, I did, I did go there, but, you know. For those of you that don't know, Casey loves the Michigan Wolverines. He always has ever since we were we were little kids. Um, yeah, his That's grandfather right, he's actually than. been to the big house and I you know it's it's crazy how like Michigan it's definitely fallen from glory, right? Compared to where it used to be, but they still produce these pros. You look at uh, uh yeah, they still produce these great pros. And the greatest player of all time, yeah, I mean, this is from John University John of Michigan and Chad Henne. University of Michigan making him proud. Again, yeah. I still like how does Chad Henney convert third and 14 against the Browns D how
1: man-to-man coverage so it's third and 15 the after they're trying to get the first down they know it the defense knows it so you play man-to-man you 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 you, you don't let him get past the first down knocker everybody's playing man-to-man defense spreads out is the, the seas parted. Yeah,
0: the left. The he must have looked hitting. at the left side, and, and his eyes just like exploded out of his head. And
1: yeah, and if you're, and there's you know if you're a Cleveland fan, you're watching it, you and know, you just cannot believe this is happening he's shot no. hitting is not Lamar Jackson. And and it, it was the, <laughs> the slowest fifteen yard run I've I've ever seen in my life. And then that, that's why it's so heartbreaking. Because Lamar Jackson does that. You're like, fine, yeah. Lamar Jackson, And he didn't slide he either. You got to
0: give Chad credit. That wasn't a slide. He straight up, like, put down yeah. a shoulder. And he he barely got that first down. Um, And I still – I just – I remember looking at my phone and just being like, third and 14, Chad Hennie's at quarterback. The Browns are going to get the ball back, and they're still in this game. And I see he converts it, and I just, like, I dropped the phone. Like, I just – I still can't believe he converted yeah, that was... fucking third down, and I mean,
1: well, it, well, it, he he didn't he only he, he was one yard away, but they got they had a fourth. That's right. right. He
0: hit was it Tyreek on and... a little uh, a little short route.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little. Yeah, it was I don't yep. I guess it was like a, it could be like a dig route.
0: And he laid down and in and bounds, was... and that was it.
1: So it's fourth. And, it's, it's fourth and one. Everybody's thinking that they're going to try and draw him off sides. You know, call timeout. Took the penalty and punt. Andy Reid, you know, with his, you know, yep. he made the right call. I mean, Chad Henne. He's a Hall of Fame coach. And they and they they they, they, they ran the play and they uh, got that first down. And now Cleveland has to pack their bags and do extra interviews. And it's a shame because Cleveland really had a chance to,
0: you know, win you know, bright that game. You this is the best season, obviously, in the Cleveland Browns for the last, oh, my God, since uh, Bernie Kozar. When I was, like, a young yes. lad yes, in Houston, Texas, back in when I was, like, age maybe 9 or 10 was probably – I mean, this is their best season in 30 years. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a playoff win and a chance to take down the champs. Like, what more could you ask for if you're Cleveland? No reason to hang your head. Kevin Stefanski, absolutely – wonderful job of coaching that team through the COVID year also. And they had some rough patches too. They did not start off well. They drew the Steelers in week one. Yeah. They got beat like 38 to 10.
1: I mean, Savansky, this was his first year. You would have thought he was a, a, a veteran seasoned coach with the way he handled, handled everything. And if the future is bright in Cleveland, I think, I think you re-signed Baker Mayfield. I think he proved this year that he can, you know, be a, a, a way above he's average. He's definitely got the stones
0: to like play in big games, and I do think you're going to see. He's the type of guy. He's he's a riverboat gambler that I don't think any moment's going to be too big for Baker. And I find him annoying. I don't like him personality wise. As a rule, I, I don't like most people that come out of the University of Oklahoma. <laughs> Ah, uh, um, but you gotta admit the, the guy's got the stones and that guy is a straight up Texas hold'em player. And, uh, he, he ain't worried about the river cards, dog. No, he's not. He's so, not. uh, moving on, let let's, let's go into our last matchup here. Uh, so much to discuss in this matchup, Kisey, Tampa Bay versus New Orleans.
1: Well, I mean, you got the goat versus what's what's behind the goat, the lamb. I mean, you got you know two of the greatest quarterbacks you've ever played, who ever put pads on. You know, um, you got the you know it's the uh, you know the Saints God, have had a lot of bad had play off.
0: playoff luck the last
1: two years. And I really thought that was gonna end um, on Sunday, but you know, Drew Brees, you know he's 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 an aging quarterback. He can't make those throws anymore. Michael Thomas, non-existent, zero catches, zero yards, only three targets. Um, you know, can't win playoff games. even turn the ball over, and I I'm, I must say, like Drew Brees, although he's a first-ball Hall of Famer. His playoff resume is not that great. I mean, how how many times has has the New Orleans had the second or third best record in the conference and not made? They've won
0: 49 games in the last, uh, I think it was the last three years. They've won 49 games, something ridiculous. Or is it 39 yeah, games they, in three years? Yeah. I can't remember what it was. It was so ridiculous that I heard. They've like, I think maybe the last four years, they've won 49 yeah. games and no Super Bowl appearances. And, and it's, it boggles the mind. It, it speaks to how hard it is and how much has to go right to get there. I think one thing really stood out for me in this game, if you don't mind me talking about it real quick, Um as good as Alvin Kamara is, as good as Tom Brady is, um, as incredible as that receiving core is, there's a guy playing defense for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, this kid Devin White. And he was all over mm. the field. And he was he had his hand in every level of the game. He was intercepting passes. He was causing fumbles, picking up fumbles. He was pressuring the quarterback. He was decking guys in the run game. He was dropping back into coverage. Like, he was a Swiss Army knife, and his energy could not be matched by anybody on the New Orleans side. And he just seemed to dictate the flow of that game whenever New Orleans was on offense. This is a same
1: team that beat That embarrassed Kansas City twice.
0: Yeah. I mean, or you mean Tampa Bay?
1: I mean, yeah. sorry. Sorry. Tampa Bay team that that beat, a Saints team that beat Tampa Bay twice. And then one of those games was a 30 point win. So were you surprised at the. No, I feel like
0: it's obvious that Brady is still at the top of his game and that Drew is not. God bless Drew Brees, but it, it, it's obvious and look, he's a warrior. He had a punctured lung like a month ago. Yeah, I mean he, he's, he's playing hurt, ribs, doing literally everything he can, but you could tell that Brady was a hundred percent and still he's still got the arm, he can still make all the throws. And uh Drew, I it, it was just obvious. I don't know if it's injury, I don't know if it's age, but he wasn't the sniper that he normally is. God bless him. One of the greatest to ever play this game. One of the great people to ever play this game. And uh it was tough to see him go out like that. I was pulling for the Saints. I'm not going to lie. I, You know, Tom Brady doesn't need another ring. He'll still be the greatest of all time, whether he gets another ring or not. And I would have liked to see Drew get a chance to get a little bit more, a little bit more of that juice before he rides off into the sunset. Yeah. And for
1: the and, and for the fans of New Orleans, yep, it's just because they've had so much heartbreak it's such a cool town. recently in the playoffs. But it it is, I don't know if it is a Sean Payton thing or a Drew Brees thing, but the Saints playoff record yeah. is what it is, and it's not that impressive, because they've only been, and I believe, recently, one NFC Championship game. I don't even think they've been Dude, one. I, I mean, think... they just lose playoff games. And I don't. The Viking miracle, right? Why. Like
0: the Stephon Diggs play. Um, i still I remember that mm-hmm. that was a play that looked so bad that people thought that it was like a fixed game, and uh i you know I remember watching the replay too, and like I still look at the way the cornerback he missed that tackle like by a country mile, and it's weird he just kind of put his head down i think, and closed his eyes and and just thought he had the guy sized up and he was just nowhere near digs, but you know that's his his one individual screw up cost them that season. And that was a year where Drew put up like 80,000 yards passing. I mean, their their offense, that was when Michael Thomas was like his full coming out party. That was Camara's coming out party. Like that was maybe one of the greatest offenses you will ever see. And one cornerback missing a yeah, tackle. And... <laughs> one cornerback missing a tackle. And
1: uh, it that's is. The NFL, that's the NFL for you, my friend. It's just, you just really, when you have, that when you have a team like the Packers do this year, where everything's working, it is, you must win the Super Bowl. You know? It, it reminds me of the Broncos a couple of years, uh, I believe it was 2015, when they had that great offense. 355
0: they, touchdowns that clicking,
1: year? And Demarius yeah. Thomas. Yep. And they, again, they go play Seattle in, in, in the Super Bowl, <laughs> and they get their asses kicked. And usually – Usually when that happens, yeah. you don't make it back, ask the Raiders. But, you know, they made it back. And, but usually, you know, that's just not the way it works in the NFL. And uh, I hope that for, you know, this New Orleans, that, you know, they, if Winston's their guy next year, that they can, you know, erase some of those playoff yeah, failures I, uh, they've had recently.
0: God, I'm terrified if I'm New Orleans. If, and it's funny, you saw him on the sidelines. He told Jameis, he's like, it's your team now. Did you see that where he, uh, where you can see Drew, he's mm-hmm. like, it's your team now. And I'm thinking about yeah. that. I'm like, if I'm a States fan, I'm dying inside. Like, I do not want, how can you go from Drew to, to interception machine Jameis? I mean, he did make a great play in that game. Um, I'm definitely not in his fan club. I feel like I would rather, I would rather have Teddy B than, than Jameis Winston. Cause at least Teddy B is a good leader and a, a quality, you know, good person by all accounts like I'm not feeling good if I'm New Orleans. It's like uh oh we might be in for for some some rough years here. What I mean I'm hearing Michael Thomas needs like fifty operations. Who knows if he ever comes back to hundred percent. I mean he's got all kind he's gonna have multiple surgeries in the off season. And
1: Yeah I mean I I, this you know this be the end of their run. And think about it is it hasn't been I feel like you got to make it to at least a conference championship game to call it a run. They've been a great regular season team, but they don't they do perform they don't perform yeah, it, is, in the it is quite strange. For some I mean, reason. So- they, they, they lost at home last year to Minnesota to the Vikings and oh, Kirk yeah, Cousins. Oh, yeah, that's right. They got at them two years in a row. In Super that's team?
0: right. The Vikings got them twice in a row. Yeah, how do yeah. you lose to Kirk Cousins at home? And that you know, I think, uh, yeah, it's weird. I, I thought that was the kind of game where Camaro would just destroy the Bucks defense. Because you're looking at the Bucks, you're like, what's the one weakness they have? It's their D. You know, Tom Brady's going to get his. You know that that their receiving core is is loaded. You know, you're thinking, well, the Saints are going to score, and they can basically just hand off or check down a Camaro all game, and he'll just he's just the best athlete on the field. Um and I'm just thoroughly impressed by the Tampa Bay defense right now. Again, this kid, Devin white, like I was actually watching him play. And I mean, the hair stood up on my arm. I mean, he was intense and he was flying all over the field. Never out of control though. You get these guys, they get super jacked up. They get super emotional and they over pursue like a motherfucker. That dude was high energy. His motor was running higher than anybody else on the field but yet he was in the right position on every play and he was just making shit happen. And uh, I think that's something I don't think new Orleans counted on that, that a guy on the other side of the ball would actually be dictating the flow of their offense. And uh, I mean, he looked like he could run with Alvin Kamara. I mean, I don't know if he was on, you know, uh, Cialis, Viagra, you know, I don't know if he was on – I don't know what what he was on, but, I mean, he was on a whole other gear compared to everybody else on that field. He completely dominated that game, uh, especially in the second half. I mean, he was just everywhere, and that's concerning if you're the pack. That's the one guy – if I'm the Packers, right, and, and, you know, we slowly start to preview these next matchups, if I'm the pack, that's the dude that that, – I almost said Art LaFleur. Mike (laughs) – Great character actor, Art LaFleur. Um, Matt LaFleur, please, you better spend some time on Devin White and figure out how to neutralize that guy because he will blow up everything you try to do if you don't account for him. But, uh, you know, I think – talk a little bit, Kisey, if you will, about about Tom Brady and, and and what he did in that game. We have to say something. You will
1: not make money betting against Tom Brady. It's just proven. It's just – it's factual. There's too much history out there. Uh, I did not think the the Bucs were going to win this game. Um, I thought the Saints were going to win just because it happened twice before in the regular season. The people – the teams that Tampa Bay have beaten – the records were not that great. You know, they weren't great teams. Yeah. Even even the Washington team was under five hundred in the playoffs. So, so you're figuring, you know, Saints. They're know their homes. Drew Brees just swung song. You know, he's he's going out. I feel like they would come out with a little bit more energy. But uh, you know, Tom didn't. His numbers weren't that great. He didn't have a a, a big play to. You know, Mike Evans, uh, you know, you know, fifty-yard touchdown throw, but you know what he didn't do? He didn't make any mistakes. Where Drew Brees had three interceptions, Tom Brady had zero, and that's why Tom Brady is always the last man standing because he doesn't fuck it up. And and it's just, it's just, the history is there. It's we see it with our own eyes. He just doesn't mess up, and you can't give Tom Brady any breaks in in the, in the. and the Saints, you know, Drew Brees, three two numbers, getting the ball on your side of the 50. Tom Brady's going to score touchdowns against you. And that's just, that's just what they do. I also think that you know the, after their bye week, they kind of changed up their offense a little bit. And I think he's more comfortable, you know, running the offense they're running now than they were running earlier in the year. And I think that's, you know, a testament to Bruce Arians, you know, knowing that. You know, I got the best quarterback. Let him do what he wants to do and yeah. everybody's happy. I, mean, I think
0: uh it was so obvious that this is this is how they do it there. Arians sends a play in and Brady can run that play if he wants to. Straight up, like that that's their offense. Um, you know, maybe half the time Brady does actually run the play right. that Bruce called. Because Bruce's a good play caller. Um He's, he's always been a good play caller. Uh, that's why he has a head coaching job right now is because he calls a good offense. He knows how to game plan. Now, <laughs> I guarantee you, though, every other time he sends a play in, Tom's got the freedom to just go up to the line and audible out if he doesn't like what he sees or if he just wants to fuck with the defense. I mean, he's the professor emeritus of NFL football. What, is Bruce going to tell him, like, I can't believe you blew me off? what the fuck you know like like bruce even said it uh, yesterday or today he's like i just basically let tom go do it you know like like yeah he just he gives him suggestions and that's if tom coaching. thinks that's a decent suggestion maybe he'll run that play if not tom's gonna audible to whatever he likes and uh, what's really scary i think for the packers is that now the buccaneers you can see that they believe it's one thing if if you're on the shitty Buccaneers team the year before, Tom Brady's coming in, you're like, well, he's a million years old. And until you actually get to the NFC championship game, you know, how much do you really believe? Like you're hoping that he's the GOAT and that he's still got it. Now they know that he's still got it. And shit, they believe it. I'm terrified of them. I said it last week. I want none of the Buccaneers of all the teams that are playing right now, even KC, I, I would rather play KC. Than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not kidding. I think.
1: I mean, I can't disagree with you on that. Um, the are clicking all still there. Their defense I think really White showed up week, the way he
0: did. Which is scary. Um, and and he keys on those running backs and and can and can be the kind of pest that he was. And somehow they can disrupt the rhythm of, of Green Bay's offense. That's their that's their only chance. Because shit. You know, on the flip side, Aaron Rodgers, they've got such good timing right now. It's like a well-oiled machine, right? It's like when you pull up, open the hood of like a Ferrari and you turn the Ferrari on and you watch and you like look at the engine, you listen to the engine and you can just hear all all of it just, you know, humming perfectly in time. All the levers working, all the little cylinders going up and down perfectly inside the head like they are a V8 turbo engine that is just firing on all cylinders. And I just can't believe how well run their offense is in terms of just the timing and footwork uh, from the receivers to the offensive linemen to the running backs. Like, there's no sloppy plays. Everything is clean.
1: No. So in this NFC championship game,
0: In an effort to like that? ruin Tom Brady's year with the Buccaneers, I'm going to pick Tom Brady and the Bucks to win this game. And I, I'll say they'll beat the spread, and I'm hoping that jinxes it because I want to see Aaron Rodgers get another ring. I want to see Aaron versus uh, Pat Mahomes, to be honest with you, in the Super Bowl. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers play Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Holy shit, that matchup to me, I lay awake at night fantasizing about it. Um, so I'm picking the Buccaneers. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. You're you're not going to win a lot of money by betting against Tom Brady and. I, I think he's so comfortable in the offense now. He's been walking in the Tampa Bay shoes for a full season. Um, they're doing whatever the hell he says, and I'm picking Tampa Bay to actually go up there on the road, just like they went in the road in New Orleans. I'm picking them to go into Lambeau and actually win that game. I don't even know what the spread is, and I'm, I think they'll cover the spread too. That's what I'd I would imagine. I believe it's- Three yeah, they'll probably spread and they'll win that game because this fucking guy just so, never stops. He's the greatest player of all time, and when he's gone, we're gonna actually miss him. It'll be like a couple years, and then we'll realize it, it'll be like twenty or thirty years where nobody impacts the game like that, and then we'll miss it.
1: Right, I, right, because we yeah. we don't miss Peyton Manning because he's still in commercials, but Pomeroy doesn't, doesn't doesn't have to do commercials because his wife makes a shitload of money, you know. Let me ask you just, Doug. Uh, what are the three biggest home field advantages? If there are
0: fans, I think it's Seattle, Green Bay, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm leaving out fans, one. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe New Orleans. New Orleans. I mean, Denver's pretty good with the high altitude. Denver. Maybe you know, when they're when they're but good. Green Bay, Green Bay, I do feel well, like that's, that's all with fans, that's the thing. I mean, Tom right? Brady's played in plenty of cold weather games. What –
1: I just think that – listen, we wouldn't talk about home field if it didn't matter. And I think that there's something about Mm – you live in Chicago. Yeah. You know how cold it gets. It's colder there than it is here. And I just feel like the Packers, they – are just they just know what they're doing with when it comes to those like Green Bay weather. I think I think that's why you give the home team three points, and I feel like Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are clicking on a higher level than Tampa Bay is right now. And I'm picking the pack to win and cover. I think they win this game. I think it's over. Halfway through the fourth quarter, I think that the Pats' defense shows up. I think they get to Brady because we know he he's, he can't move in the pocket. And I think that Green Bay has just more. They're just a team that's just they're one of the few teams better than Tampa All Bay right. this year. And I think they won this game. And I, I honestly, I I think it's not that close in the second half who do you like in that coaching matchup
0: two guys that really are could not be further apart in their nfl journey lafleur is super young right i feel like arians is a little older and wiser but you can't put a price on the coach on the field and actually i think you know again this is more of like these are two quarterbacks that call their own plays. let's make no mistake about it like you know Aaron has full autonomy. If he wants to go out there and audible out of whatever Matt LaFleur throws out there, he can do it. Same thing with Tom. Um, I think of the quarterbacks more as extensions of the coach or or a whole separate head coach out on the field, and it's as evenly matched as you could possibly be. I just think you know Brady and Arians had the experience. I think LaFleur and Rodgers, though, have the home field advantage, and I think they might have a better advantage in terms of game planning. LaFleur has really shown a knack for, like, Calling it an excellent game.
1: I agree. I mean, I think the coaching advantages goes to Green Bay. Quarterbacks kind of cancel each other out. And the hopeful advantage.
0: I, I, I wanted to – uh, you know, we're, we're getting edge. a little short on time, and I definitely want to make sure we leave some room for, for Bill's Chiefs. But I was wondering, Kaizy if you knew that from the front to the back, we're in the flat. That's right. We're always, They're always in the flat. We're, we're always open route. in the flat. Okay. And uh so anyway, you're you're with Kaizi and Doug, and we're in the flat in quotation marks. And uh we're gonna go to Bill's Chiefs and uh God, this is just oh, oh the juice. <laughs> the ju- so juicy. <laughs> oh. oh my god. It's, it, yep. It's minim
1: it's 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 oh, made this. up in here. For this game, um, dinner is served. Dinner, dinner is served. This is a matchup um, I wanted in the playoff started. These um, definitely the obviously the two best teams in the AFC. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk yeah. on this podcast as if Mahomes is playing. Okay, so I mean, because he's gonna play. Like, don't get me started on the concussion and NFL. Yeah, he'll play. When it comes to major stars and quarterbacks. Don't get don't get don't get me started. Okay. I, I won't. Trust me, don't get me started. he <laughs>
0: okay. he's 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 gonna
1: play. He's definitely gonna play. Kansas City was not dominant last week. They were not the team that, that, that beat Baltimore yeah. on you know, Monday night earlier in the season by 20 points. They let a Cleveland team at home hang around for a minute. You know, they were Like you said, they were in that game. I don't think they have played a team with this kind of firepower this season. And only reason why I'm not gonna completely say that Buffalo is gonna win this game is because nobody in the Buffalo in the Buffalo side of the field has ever been in in a big a game this big ever. And and there's in Kansas City. I mean, they're gonna be nervous, but I still like Buffalo because I just think that Kansas City has not. Played a team like Buffalo at all this year? Yeah, I mean, I know they beat Buffalo, but since you know week eight, so you, you know, I You got Buffalo winning this that's, game? This powerful. What do What do you think? Gotcha. I got Buffalo squeaking it out. I'm saying they win this. They win this game on the road. Yeah, that'll um, be if they a, do a close game on the road. go down and
0: in Bills lore. Western New York will be ablaze with fanatical people probably die of like alcohol poisoning in Buffalo. God forbid, if they actually pull this off, um, it's going to be Armageddon in Buffalo. If they actually pull this off, I think um, there's some question marks that I, that I look at here. Um, I'm not gonna, I, I agree with you. I think Mahomes plays period. Like he's the brightest star in the league. There's no way the league's going to let him sit this one out. Um, is he hundred percent? That's my question. Is
1: he? So. His his foot is, he has a foot injury as well.
0: Can he stay clean? It's not just So I'm thinking right there, if I'm the Bills, I'm kind of like, well, fuck it. Why don't we just blitz like crazy? That's my first thought, right? Is, well, we have to get to this guy. If he's already got a leg and he's already coming out of concussion protocol, he is not a hundred percent. So I feel like if they can get to him early, I'm at the, in the first half, I'm just saying, fuck it. If they get a lead on us, we can play offense too. And as long as we hang around and keep it within 10 to 14 points, I think it's worth the risk if they send a lot of blitzers early. So that's my big question mark. You know, is Mahomes actually 100%? Um, they obviously are talented at every level, Kansas City. Uh, their defense made the plays when they had to last week, and they still got Honey Badger over there. They've got some pieces, right, on defense. This is not a crappy defense. Um, and obviously they're, it's 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 crazy to me how their offense reminds me of Tampa Bay. They've got the sick quarterback, the sick tight end, and they're loaded at receiver, right? Like they just got playmakers all over. Um, I think if Chad Henney ends up having to come into this game, the Bills win this game. If you see Chad Henney take a single snap in this game and or Mahomes does not finish the game, uh, Bills win this one. But I think um, – I think that KC is still just too much for the bills. I think they the bills put up a mighty effort and they come up just short. I think it will be a relatively close game though, because I don't believe that Mahomes is going to be a hundred percent unless he pulls the greatest Houdini of all time, where he kind of like faked that it was that bad last week, just to fuck with Buffalo and make him think that he wasn't a hundred percent. Right. Which, why would he do that? Um, I think Buffalo, Definitely matches up Very well great. with them, but I still think KC has too much firepower as long as Mahomes is under center. I, I, I have KC by three points, uh, 3.5 to me, I think is, is what I think they'll, they'll carry.
1: What, what do you, who so in this game, I think that it's going to come down to who blinks first. Can, Buffalo's defense get a three and out in the first half and make make KC punt or vice versa. Like whose defense is going to make the play? The second doesn't come down to that. The what so one of these defenses is going to have to cause a turnover or get a sack yeah. to make the other team punt? Because I think it's going to go back and forth all game, and I just think the Buffalo's defense. Mm-hmm can make that play mm. before Kansas City does. I think that's the difference in the game. Um coaching as Jeff Jeff goes to Kansas City and you really all know he's a football genius. But I just feel like it's hard to repeat in this league. And Casey, you know, they haven't right. you know, they had they almost lost to Miami. You know they you know they 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 played close games late Late in the season, and I just wonder if you know the magic is if it's still there. Can they have it for you know two seasons in a row? Are they the, going to catch all the percentages the say two years corrected. in a row?
0: I mean, I just don't know. You don't see just... people repeat the Super Bowl much. Um, the Patriots under Brady really, I think, are the last. God, are they the last team to repeat? Um, Seattle would have if uh, if Pete Carroll didn't make the so. worst goal line play call in history. Or was that Daryl Bevel? I can't remember who their offensive coordinator, who who actually called that fucking play. Um, oh,
1: yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, he should have said no, right? Like, to, to say no. <laughs> remember, he, remember has, a he has given yeah, Sunday. Yeah, right, yeah, like,
0: say. Should we run And In the movies, it works, right? Cause, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. movies. and then, And, like, it's the same type of shit where, like, so yeah, fucking right, right. guy on the sidelines is right. like, Hey, let's run Comanche on him. And like Carol thinks about it. He's like, you know, that's crazy enough to work. And then no, it's not a movie. You're playing against Bill Belichick. Like don't get cute. You beat Bill Belichick by punching him in the throat. You don't beat Bill Belichick by like out game planning right. him or out play calling him or, or with trickery you out physical a Belichick team. If you want to win anyway, that's my two cents on that. Um, but I think, uh, Obviously, I like Kansas City to maintain and so make you it like to the Kansas Super City, Bowl. I like Buffalo, uh, and I think it's um, going to be Brady and Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I'm saying it. Yeah. I...
1: Well, and I think it's going to be Rogers and Allen. Well, no, we'll have we will have to see, but regardless of matchup, this is a great yeah, year. These final four regardless teams of matchup, have so much to like. And, it's going to uh, be a
0: great Super You know, we had wanted to go into to a few other topics here. I, 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 we're short on time, unfortunately, but uh, we'll get into that next week. We'll go into a little bit of the coaching carousel, which is always fun. Uh, And we'll talk some potpourri, you know, we'll talk a little Deshaun, the NFL draft. But uh, we want to thank everyone who joined us tonight. We love that you are here in the flat, in the flat. Whoa, whoa, in the flat.